0: Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. But take this message, this title. For I am the Lord, I change not. Lord, I thank you for the holy word of God. Thank you today, O God of heaven. God, I pray for the holy unction of your spirit to fill this house, that the glory of the Lord would touch every soul here today. Help me deliver your word in a way that would be pleasing and intended from you. God, I need your anointing and the liberty of the spirit to deliver the word and help us, Lord, today. God, to receive it. God, help us receive it. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we pray your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name, I want to preach this morning on this title, Things That Never Change. You can be seated. Things That Never Change. You know, change is something we have become accustomed to. It's not always something we like. It's not anything, not all and not all change is something we'll agree with. But change is gonna happen. Change started occurring from creation forward. And change in mine in your era of time has been exponential. This continual, rapid change. Life has changed from what we knew when we were first born and growing up as a child. Life has changed so much. Technology has helped change life. They say it's for the better, and I'm certainly thankful for air conditioning, electricity. I'm thankful for a lot of the things that we have that assist us in life. Though I would have to question whether it's really helped us or hurt us, the technology. Communication has changed. The ways of communication has has taken a major change. I I remember the um, pagers. Y'all remember that? To the Nokia cell phones. To the flip phones, to the iPhones, and now there's a. I remember the fax machines. You know they're about the extinct now. You know it was copy machine, fax machines. Now it's emails. Now they call email snail mail. Well, no, I read the regular mail. They call that, but emails and technology has brought us major communication. Now we hold a phone in our hand, and we have a computer in our hand. They have access to the entire world. Have access to things that can be beneficial and have access to things that can be very destructible. It's all held in one device. Can you imagine all that technology into one small instrument? But that's not the only changes that we've occurred. We have a moral culture change from the world that you and I grew up in. Morality has changed for us in our culture and how it views morality. Modesty has changed in how it is viewed, not in reality, but how our culture views it. Social lives have changed. I mean, some people have 3,000 friends. I was always told that if you have three close friends, that is the average person in America. If you have more than that, now I'm talking about close friends. Now, we can be friends, but it doesn't mean we hang out and drink coffee and go to lunch and all that. There is a difference. We can be friends. But now there's another element of friendship, and it's the people that you've never never met. It's people you don't know anything really about them that much. They could even be in another country, but you're friends. It's called social media friends. Well, hello, somebody. And I won't get into all that because I got to watch the clock. Brother Mark Cash told me be sure and not watch the clock. By the way, let me go ahead and put a disclaimer out there. For some reason, I preached two hours today. Brother Mark Cash is really encouraging me to do that. <laughs> no, just kidding. He he made a good point. He said the other night, and this this does not go against my time. Uh, he sat, I sat down there the other night. I made a reference to the clock. I try to stay within 45 minutes on Wednesday nights, and um, some wish I stay within 25 minutes. Brother Carl, brother Shannon, put pressure of 20 minutes. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Amen. I get to doing this, and so he said, "Brother Robbins, he said, how patient you think the Lord's been with all of us? That's always long suffering." At least he has me. I told him a couple of stories, and he didn't let go of that. I didn't know where he was going. He just kept on. I said, well, he's just very, very patient. He said, now, how come you look at that clock? He said, at least we can do give God a couple of hours or three hours. <laughs> Amen. I agree with him. Well, praise God. Hopefully you will too. But isn't God good to us? Uh, there has been an overall Christian culture change a man from everything that can call itself Christian today. And I won't get into all of that. You know your world like I know my world. But as long as the world exists, there will be change. More change is coming. You may have been one to think that there's nothing else to invent because you might have thought thoroughly, what can I invent and become wealthy? And you, everything you think of already been invented. And you may feel like there's nothing but I promise you there's patents going out every day of the work week. New things are being invented when it comes out. Well, oh yeah, I wish I had thought of that. So changes going on. Some things are positive progress. And other changes are negative and destructible. Can I get a witness today? But what I want to talk to us about, and this is what I meant to preach last Sunday, the Lord led a different way. uh, But what I want to talk about today is things that never change. Amen. It never changes that you and I need oxygen. It never changes that we have to have food for nutrition, protein. It never changes that we have to have water to stay hydrated. Those things never change change in life, but there's some other things, and the the main thing I'm talking about today, the Scripture says, I am God, I change not. God never changes. 6,000 plus years, and God hasn't changed yet, and I got news for us today, God will never change change. He will never, look at your neighbor and say, God will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want to bring out some things to reinforce us to understand the advantages and the benefits and the glory and the wonderfulness of God that never changes. You never have to worry about waking up on a new day and that God quit loving you. You never have to worry about waking up on another on a day that God is never accessible through prayer again. You, you never have to worry about waking up and God is no longer merciful or understanding or forgiving. Never will you have to worry about that because he is God and he changes not. His attributes are unchangeable. And I'm thankful today because I live in an ever-changing world. But there's one thing I'll know. We serve a never-changing God. Woo! He's the same God of creative power. He's the same God of power that has taken the Red Sea and split it wide open and then marched across on dry ground. Somebody say, praise the Lord. God's attributes... Of grace never changes. His attributes of mercy never changes. His attributes of goodness never changes. His attribute of long-suffering. Oh, aren't you glad of that? It never changes at all. Oh, praise God. But let's go on because i got a lot to cover this morning, the next two and a half hours. I'm not preaching tonight. God's love... Never changes. His love never changes. He has, the Bible says in Jeremiah, I believe 33 and 11, that it says that his ever, with everlasting love, that he's loved us. It's everlasting. God's love never changes. Look at your neighbor and say, God's love for you shall never change change. No matter what you do. No matter, I'm not promoting you to go take your risk and go live like you want to. But I'm going to tell you God loves everybody on this planet. He loves the one that is agnostic. He loves the atheist. He loves the murderer. He loves the adulterer. He loves everyone that's ever walked this earth. He loves every person where they're at and how they are. And there's nothing you or I can do to change the love of God you can't make God not love you you can't get bad enough for God to say well that's it they finally reached the line I ain't loving them no more now we have that line but not God if a person I've heard of them that walked out of prison shook their fist to the heavens and cursed God God still loved them and he knew why they were doing what they were doing hello somebody God not only loves us, but he sees the things we do and why we think and how we react and why we respond to the things we react to because God is an ever-loving God. He's an unconditional love that he has for us. Romans 8 and 36 says, Paul is writing, he said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able. He said, I don't care you think of any spectrum of life that you want to think of and there is nothing that will separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. How encouraging is that? That's why we're still here. That's why we love him. That's why he's merciful to us. That's why why he watches over us. That's why he blesses us. That's why he's got plans for us. Why? Because he loves us. That's why he forgives us. That's why he's long-suffering toward us. That's why he puts up with us. That's why he makes plans for our lives. That's why he never quits dealing with us because he loves us. That's why he went to a rugged cross and died a horrific death because he loves us. In Genesis, he said this, and it makes us think and wonder for a moment. He says he repented that he would even made man, but you never hear him repent for loving man. Hello, somebody. The only reason I would think that God would ever say he repented he had made man, I shouldn't even bring all this out because it takes more time, but I got plenty of time, Brother Mark. It's because he's seen what man turned himself into. And God probably felt responsible for that. And that's the only thing that would lead him to repent of it. But he never repented for loving man. He never repented for his actions toward man. Because his actions toward us is pure love. God can't help but love us. Why? Because God is love. Some people wonder why did God create mankind and allow us to evolve into what we've turned into in a world that in six chapters uh, that turned into a world that imaginations was on evil continually. Amen? Why was that? Why did God create man, Brother Bo? Why didn't he just keep his angels in heaven? I'll tell you why. It's because God did not create us that we would love him. You didn't have children because you wanted kids. I need somebody to love me, my wife don't love me. My mama don't love me. Nobody else loved me. I'm going to have us a kid, and he's going to love me. No, that's not why. We have kids because we, we want them to love. And God created us because he wanted to love us. And in return, he wants us to love him. Oh, praise God. Y'all getting quiet on me this morning. I got to hurry. There's there's way too much to cover, but I got plenty of time, don't I, Brother Mark? God's word never changes, His word never changes. Psalm 119 and 18 said, Forever. Oh, Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I don't care the mindset of our world. I don't care the changes of religion. I don't care about the changes of time. None of it would ever change God's approach of his word. It will never change one tittle, one mark of the Hebrew language of God's word. No, the, the mindset of man, it will never change God's word. The lifestyles of men will never change God's word. The voting in and the approvals of churches and religion will never change God's word. It is forever settled in heaven. No matter how much someone may not agree with it or want to live with it or want to accept it, it's never going to change the word of God. And we're all going to give an account to the word of God when we stand before him on judgment Day, he's going to open up those 66 books of the Word of God, and we're going to be judged not by our interpretation, not by our opinion, not by our preference, but we're going to be judged by the Holy Word of God that never changed. I don't want to change my life if it gets off balance with the Word. We don't want to change our mindsets if it gets off balance with the Word, but we want to walk live. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Hello somebody. It's not my decision. It's not our opinion. It's of no private interpretation. We've got to live our lives by his word. Oh hallelujah. But the word is for us. The word's for us. Even when it. Causes us to be reprimanded. Even when there's circumstances because of it. It's in our favor. Oh hallelujah. Everybody said the word. The power of God never changes. He didn't lose power after creation. Hello. When he spoke a world into existence. He did not have to put his hands involved in creating man he could have spoke man into existence but he showed the one personal thing that he would create and he would do that with the dirt of the earth and he would form it and then that one thing needed something nothing else created needed it needed the breath of God I don't know who you think you are or what you think you belong to. I don't know what you consider yourself of value, but can I tell you there's something precious in you? There's something incredible. There's something supernatural in every one of us, and that is the breath of God. And He breathed into Adam's nostrils, and He became a living soul. Yes, the animal will die. I'm sorry. I hate to break your heart. Disappoint you, but there ain't going to be no dogs in heaven. <laughs> ain't going to be no cats. I'm sorry, baby. Grayson's not going to make it. Butterball, she ain't going to make it. Because they have no soul. Hello? Now, if God decides to create a few dogs, that's his business. i would be fine with that. You just, as long as he'll create a, a golden retriever. No Doberman features. Well, let me not get it on your doll but it's a living soul. That's what separates. <laughs> That's what separates us from all creation. We are a living soul. You are a creative soul of God, and He loves a soul. He loves a soul so much that He died for that soul. Even though while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us because He loves us. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Next time you feel like you're not important, that you are, are, are you're a failure, or you're no good, or you're wrapped up, or nobody loves you, let me remind you there's something about you that separates you from all the world. You are a soul. Things that never change. There's no way I'm gonna get through with all of that. Oh no, Brother Mark, I might. There's creative power. Think about the power to split the Red Sea. The power of healing never changes. If I said the power of healing never changes, hear me. I know cancer takes, folks, heart attacks, brain aneurysms, mega things, but we all got to die. But death doesn't change God's ability or willingness to heal. He healed it blind eyes, asked blind Bartimaeus. He healed a man with a withered hand. Go ask him when you get to heaven. If you don't make it, well, I'll ask him. He healed people throughout Scripture. The woman with an issue of blood who had went to every doctor, who spent every dime she had, and she only got worse. But when she come in contact with the one who had all power in heaven and earth, she was made whole. Come on, somebody. Don't let your affliction or your sickness or your disease uh, come against you and speak negative lies into your spirit. But you stand up and say, wait a minute. I know a never-changing God. He's still a healing God. He's still a miracle miracle working God he always has been he always will One man said to another to a preacher he said I hate to break it to you but the day of miracles is over and this preacher friend of mine looked at him. he said well there never was a day of miracles he said there was a God of miracles and he ain't over Hello somebody. The, the God of miracles will always be. He's worked miracles yesterday. He's going to work miracles today. He's going to work miracles every day that this world exists. So why not get on board? Why not believe him? Why not receive your miracle on this Sunday morning, June the 4th? Whatever you need. He's a, he's a God that heals a broken heart. He's a God that sets at liberty them that are bruised. He He's a God that says, "At liberty them that are held captive." Come on, somebody! I'm talking about a God that never changes. Woo! Hata la Everybody say, "He's a healing God." I'll tell you how powerful God is. He made the sun stand still through the spoken word of His servant. Hello. That ain't all God can do. I'm talking about God, who never changes. He hasn't changed from the Bible. The same God that stopped the mouth of lions when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den is the same God can stop a wreck, can stop a collision can stop whatever that we need him to do. He is God. He changes not. The same God that quenched the fire of the furnace. When they threw the three he boys in and it was so hot it burned up and consumed the ones that threw them in. But yet they're just walking through the fire like a cool Mississippi afternoon before humidity hits. Hello somebody. And they didn't have the smell of smoke. Their hairs were not sensed. The fire, never touched them. Why? Now, it wasn't a freak situation. It wasn't just a coincidence. It wasn't a one-time deal, but it's a God that says, I'll do whatever it takes to take care of my people. It says, whatever it takes to reveal His glory. He is a God that never changes. We need to reach back to that same God with revelation and say, He's a God that never changes. If He done that for them, He'll do this for me, I'm thankful to serve a God that never changes. Hallelujah! You ought to praise that God right now. Thank you for never changing. Thank you for never changing. Thank you for never losing your power. Thank you for never stopping loving us. The power to raise the dead. Hello, he can still do it. He raised Jairus' daughter. He raised the, raised the widow's son, the widow named son, out of a funeral procession. He raised Lazarus, and I've read other stories. I've seen him raise my mama from the dead. Come on, I know he's the same God. You know, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen the dead come back to life again. I've read stories about them from Smith Wigglesworth and others, and friends that had the same testimony. You can't tell me God can't raise them from the dead. You too late to tell me. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know why He still does it? Because He is God, and He changes not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got a report this morning. A family I've been friends with for a number of years. That she's gone. She's been in the hospital for four months, 120 days. Heart attack, COVID. Uh, I, I can't even remember all of it. some pretty major stuff. Uh, blockage, intestinal blockage, bleeding in her, in her intestines. And, and I can't. I don't even have the list right now. But they sent a dropped a pill. Had her swallow a pill. And that pill took 55,000 pictures. They found the bleed. They found four spots of diverticulitis. And they went in and did the laparoscopic surgery yesterday. And when they got there, there was no bleed. There was no spots of diverticulitis. They couldn't find anything wrong. But yet the same pictures. Brother Lee, you walked in here with a silver dollar-sized tumor in your lung. But yet you went back three or so years later with pneumonia. And the doctor showed you here it is. But here over here, it's gone. You can't tell me that God changes. He's still a miracle-working God. Whatever you've got, I'll turn this into a, a healing service right now. I'll, turn, I'll let God have his way. I don't have to preach another second, but I want to tell you right now, whatever you walk in here with, God is powerful. He can heal. He can deliver. He can set free. He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. He'll cleanse your mind. He'll cleanse your soul. Yeah. Oh, Look at it, But it ain't gonna stop me. Oh, praise God! Somebody clap your hands to Jesus. Let me go a little further. We need to get this out this morning because we all need it. God, tell you something never changes. God's love for worship. I didn't say He loves somebody. He loves you, but He don't love us sitting on a. Like a lump on a pickle, like we ate a bunch of persimmons, like we're dead, ain't interested, like he's not a great God. I'm on somebody. He don't like us sitting in a service like he's no big deal like we don't have the awe anymore in our lives. But I tell you what he does love, that when his presence is there, his people begin to adore him. His people still have the awe, and they just can't help themselves. But when his presence is there, they're just going to have to praise him. He's never going to stop loving praise. He's never going to stop honoring worship. He's never going to stop responding to, to praise because he is a God that changes not. He loves us to worship Him. He made us to worship Him. And that's never going to change. Well, hallelujah. Folks, I can't help myself. Amen. I'll tell you something else never changes. And I'm so glad it doesn't. The power of prayer. Hello? Hello? The power of prayer, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And if we don't pray, we're leaving answers sitting on a pew somewhere. If we don't pray, we're leaving miracles sitting somewhere all alone. There, I'll tell you what, we used to stop in Scottsboro, Alabama at a place called Unclaimed Baggage? Can I tell you? that stuff people left behind. They didn't see a value in it. I don't want unclaimed promises. I don't want to leave. You don't want to leave unclaimed miracles. You don't want to leave unclaimed healings. But I would to God there would be people in this house today say, I don't want to leave not one thing that belongs to me from God, one thing that's available from God. I don't want to leave it unclaimed, but I want to claim it today. Anybody want to claim your miracle? Come on, Brother Carl. You You want to claim your healing today? Anybody want to claim your deliverance? Claim your miracle? Claim your mountain to be moved? I'm not building hype. I'm preaching, thus saith the word of God. He is God, and he changes not. My Lord, have mercy today. Come on, let's worship him right now. Come on, let's worship him right now. I'm talking about a God that changes not, a God that hears our cry, a God that cares about our soul. I'm talking about a God that heard your prayer and a God that heals, a God that answers prayers. You want to know what ought to make us pray? We all got needs. Every single one of us, they may differ, but we all got it. We all got loved ones that are lost. What ought to make us pray is not trouble, not problems, because we've got a God that gave us a word that said this, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, watch this, availeth much. I don't know about you, but I need a lot of stuff availed. I need God to avail a lot of things in our lives, and I don't want to sit here and let prayer be silent. I don't want to let that voice be silent, but we want to call on the God that is standing ready and eager to move and to prove or to live out his word. Our Lord have mercy. This ain't even in my message, but I'm going to throw it in here because I can't. You can't think of everything that never changes about God. But I Go ahead and I'm going to throw this in there. No, no underlining motives or anything. Another scripture thought, throw this in there. God will never change on what he requires of us of giving. Tithes is always required offerings are always required come on giving but here's another thing god will never not bless the giver god will never not curse the one who don't give that is an unchangeable fact but can I tell you today he said this in his word he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't have room enough to receive I don't know about you but I've lived with an open window in my life and I know it's true he said in his word he said prove me In other words, he said, you do it, and watch what I'll do. You pray, watch what I'll do. You give, watch what I'll do. You have faith, watch what I'll do. God wants us to prove him. Come on, I got more to preach, I'll save it for another time. But I just want to stop right here and remind somebody, whatever you need God to do, He's the healer, He's the Savior, He's the forgiver, He'll do whatever you need Him to do. You just need to know today, He is a God that never changes. (laughs) Come on. He's a God that never changed. He will respond. He will respond. He will move. He will move mountains. He will heal bodies.